0: mate he is jumping all That's, over the place yeah it's been I think he right should stay on that side it will be alright yeah <coughs> fucking hell right last cut. that was lucky <coughs> mate oh, I was like doing really well at not coughing that much oh, <laughs> I was really happy with myself man. right we'll go again <coughs> um, yeah let's go on in 40 seconds that oh, right, we'll was sick sure shall we talk about that alright we'll, we'll just crack
1: one out Let's go again so we'll probably see, yeah, we'll just have, we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. We should maybe even say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is round two, guys. Yeah, guys. Welcome back to take two. Uh, we were just recording this before, and, and it it wasn't fucking mic <laughs> turned off, and it wasn't recorded. <laughs> so we're welcome back, back. Yeah, that that was good. We had a nice bit of a, a run for a couple of minutes, but welcome to the next episode of Subject to Change. Thanks Thank guys for tuning everyone. in.
1: Um, as always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yep. follow us on Instagram. Yep. Like us on Facebook. Yeah and follow us on TikTok as well 100%. and follow our personal pages. get yeah. them, get them followed up.
0: like share follow subscribe yeah. do whatever you need to do All send it to your mum dad auntie gardener whoever's out there <laughs> um, very excited we have got the next guest uh, on the show um, I bumped into this guy a couple of weeks ago in, uh, in Bondi follow him on TikTok follow him on Instagram so does yes. Dwayne Really like his staff went up to him and asked him if he wanted to come on the podcast, and he did. Drew Derryman, he is a dating coach tailored towards men. Welcome, mate. Introduce yourself.
2: Thank you for having me. Yeah, so while um, I do help men with their dating life, uh, I like to say that the concepts I do teach help them in all aspects of life.
0: Nice. Yeah, awesome. And how how did you first get into doing what you're doing? Like, what 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 was your kind of route there?
2: Yeah, so I started off be with a... I was a personal trainer. Yeah. And then I wanted to, I felt, I wanted to help people in a different aspect Mm -hmm. of life, not just with their physical health. So I moved into online coaching. I picked a few different niches, like uh, helping actors and models get in shape for photo shoots and films, Mm -hmm. helping fitness entrepreneurs or helping men become fitness entrepreneurs. Nothing really felt in tune with who I am and what I want to help people with. And then I started helping men with their dating life. And I really enjoyed that because, like I said, the concepts, the things I would teach them, I would see that it would help them in so many aspects of their lives. You know, they weren't just coming back and saying, I had a great interaction with a woman. Yeah. They're saying, mm-hmm. I'm feeling a lot happier about myself, more confident. Thank you for helping me become the man I want to become. That's nice. So That's
1: yeah. awesome stuff. That's that is awesome. That's um, awesome. In terms of obviously you're helping men within their dating life, I assume that, as you coach these men and teach them i don't know how to approach women do you find that there's aspects of their life that also needs a little bit of fine-tune in order to get them to that stage you have yes. to like kind of look at them kind of quite holistically like there's so many aspects of your life going around is there if you got financial issues have you got trouble with your family have you got trouble with your job and that could actually have that effect as to why they're probably not confident enough to speak Correct. to great right question 100 yeah. Yeah. percent.
2: within uh the first consultation i have with the guys mm-hmm. i always just sit down and just get them to just talk just tell tell me about themselves yeah and within that i start to see if there's anything we need to focus on first and then i start tailoring the uh, program <laughs> towards them
1: that's awesome sorry o- oakley just went on a massive sprint there
0: um, I know a question you asked before. What's the kind of common theme that you've had like coming up when like with your clients and the kind of people you deal with? Because imagine after a while it's there are a few themes that come up over and over again. Mm. What's like the kind of theme that does come up quite often?
2: I would say self-worth is a big one. Mm-hmm. I'd say learning to accept who you are, mm-hmm. your strengths and your weaknesses. Because mm-hmm. if you're constantly trying to impress people or trying to become a better person out of fear or out of feeling like you're not good enough it will be yeah. just this constant hamster wheel of self-development so there's got to become a point in which you say to yourself i've got this yeah
1: and you've yeah? got this for you and not for the any external factors kind of thing yeah yeah <laughs> I'm checking it's recorded.
2: So yeah, to answer your question, I would say self worth is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um if there's any other that's that's come to mind, yeah. any other topics I'll definitely uh i bring them up. But yeah, first and foremost, I'd say self worth. Awesome.
1: Um so yeah, we have like a few little well not little, these are pretty big topics that we want to go in, but I yeah. think the first one that we wanted to go into is a bit about porn.
0: Let's crack one out and get into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And obviously
1: obviously people have a lot of negative um, experiences with porn and some, some people have positives. But in terms of your role as what what you do with men, what do you find in general are men's relationship with porn and how it
2: affects mm. them in their day to day life? Yeah, great question. <clears throat> I would say that the overuse of watching pornography Mm -hmm. and masturbation can lead them to feel inhibited to talk to women and to even have a social life, Mm. um, to handle tension in life, to step into their fears. So I kind of prefer to phrase that more in the the positive, meaning like if you can learn to withhold from watching porn, learn Mm -hmm. to transmute your sexual energy, then it will allow you to be able to handle tension better, which I'm happy to talk about in more detail. Yeah. Face your fears. Approach women. Live the life you want to live, right? I'm mm-hmm. not saying that you shouldn't self-pleasure, mm-hmm. but you need to find the balance. balance.
0: I've I found definitely like just cracking, just cracking too many out after a while. My, it just clouds my head a little bit. I just find just too many yeah i completely get what well, the benefits of like you know sustaining from it sometimes and taking a bit of a break yeah. um definitely
2: yeah
1: yeah and i think as you you kind of touched on the tension thing um which i want you to go into a little bit of detail because we kind of touched on it before we started how the tension that you can build whenever you don't do it especially when you're communicating with a girl because obviously whenever you do masturbating and you have that release. There's like that's le- there's a less sense of urgency mm. to. It's like every guy out there knows this, and any woman that doesn't, <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm about to spill. You can't some, give out the I'm about to spill some tea. So Don't do it. We haven't most spoke men to, to the know. Council. <laughs> most men know that if they're ever thinking about meeting up with a girl oh, in, an, in an evening, and they're always fifty fifty, a lot of men will knock one out. And if they still want to after they've knocked one out, they go and see her. And if they don't, they just roll over and go to bed. I don't
0: know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But it's a thing. It's fucking but hot it's here, a isn't
1: thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but it it is a thing. And I'm and I'm yeah. sure like you've coaching men quite a bit, you've you've come across that sort of situation where if they have this unhealthy relationship with masturbating or with pornography, their mm. desire to go out and meet women is very little. And also when they do go out, that whole tension that you that you mentioned is probably not as high as it should be. But can mm. you like go into a little bit of detail? Because people are probably hearing us say yeah. tension and they have no idea what, what tension are we talking about. Sure.
2: So maybe let's uh, define tension first. Mm-hmm. Tension can be also known as fear, anxiety. Just think about <clears throat> when you feel hungry, mm-hmm. right? You feel tension. And yeah. then you break that tension by going to eat. But what happens when you go for a day without eating? How good does that food taste? Similarly, when you're creating sexual tension with a woman, if you just rush in and kiss her or just rush into sex, it's pleasurable. Mm. But there's an art to learning how to build sexual tension, how to build that arousal so that when you do touch her, kiss her, start having sex, it feels so much better. Mm. So... That's one aspect. The other aspect is that <clears throat> how you handle tension will be a huge indicator to if women find you attractive or, not, or to how attractive they find you. So when you're feeling an urge to want to masturbate, there's tension, right? And then you watch pornography and you break that tension. So when it comes to interacting with a woman, maybe you're, you're on a date And uh, you've cracked one out. Maybe you decide to go on the date. Mm -hmm. You've cracked one out. You're having a conversation. And then there's a silence. Feel the tension? (laughs) (laughs) Feel the tension already. There's a silence. But you can't handle that silence. You're you're not okay with the silence. And so you feel uh, the need to ask a question to break Break the the tension. Yeah. And so what is subcommunicated, which is something else we can talk about, is the two conversations that are always going on. I ask you this question, but I'm not really interested in your answer. I'm just asking you that question because I'm not comfortable with tension. You know when people ask you what do you do for work? You know, and yeah. you're like and you have that feeling like this person doesn't want to know what I do for <laughs> work, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, <clears throat> yeah. that's what's being subcommunicated. And I tell you, man, <clears throat> women are very in tune with what is being subcommunicated, yeah. They're very in tune with social cues. So it's not always about what you're saying, it's why you're saying it, yeah. how you're saying it. So body two, language as well. Yeah, body yeah, yeah. language, yep, that's how you're saying it. Yeah. So there's always two conversations going on, what's being said and what's not being said. So your ability to handle tension with how you hold yourself, mm-hmm. how you embrace silences, how you hold eye contact. These are the things that not many people speak about. A lot of dating coaches speak about what to say, the perfect pickup line, what you need to do to tease her. Yeah. Speak. It's all verbal. I'll
0: try that next time on a date. She asks me a question, just go dead silent, just stare at her and see what happens. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> give it a go. So, how, have you had a good day today? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> a, if you just saw his <laughs> <he's> look, <laughs> his look was like.
2: I don't, is it meant to be, it's probably not meant to be used that way <laughs> yeah, yeah I, uh, I the the focus yeah. is not to try to do it it's more yeah. of a dance you know like when you're with someone think about a date a really good date that you've been on you haven't really been in your head you've just it's been flowing, flowing yeah it's been flowing yeah. right mm. you're not trying to do things you're just being yourself so it's not about necessarily trying to do things it's about more being aware of them it's like we're having a conversation now and there's a silence
1: yeah that's a, that's the thing you, you you like when you go on a first date or a date you you know halfway through the date if it's going well yeah and within yourself because for me when i go on a date and i know it's going well there's just as you said there's no real thought think... process behind what i'm saying and the conversation because for some reason the conversation just flows from one to the other and i know i'm probably not having a well i may be having a great day but i know okay maybe there's no compatibility here if like i find myself like thinking okay what am what am i going to say next and i've also been in date where i've been in silence and i neither of us felt awkward because we were so comfortable with mm. the silence like i feel like when you're quite Confident within yourself and you're self aware, and and you know you as a person, like silence is there's nothing wrong with that sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you silence is a good thing, almost giving you a chance to kind of collect your thoughts and go again. If that makes sense,
0: yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, I think I. Definitely know that lot now more than before. When I first started dating, I think I was getting like I, I had a bit of like Dutch courage before going on dates.
1: A little Dutch courage used to get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
2: what Dutch courage is. Oh, oh you, heard you never heard, that, heard no? of
0: it? No. Dutch what? courage I is thought... like the definition is like you get a bit boozy. Yeah, before you get going some, you take somewhere. a few. Drinks. You get a bit of courage. You get a bit oh, of yeah. courage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah course, so when I first course. became single and I moved to Bondi, I'd never like been on a date before. I'd like backpacked, you know, one night stands. Was in two very long term relationships, but I'd never been on a date. I'd never like. I'd never done this until I was 28 years old. So, the first few dates I went on, I got like steamed because I didn't know how to handle it. I was in the flat and I was like pouring myself a, a vodka lime soda, and I had one, and then like four. And I was like, oh, this is really tasty. And I poured a soda water bottle full of like vodka lime soda and took it with me to the date. And, and drank he crashed he crashed my date. I crashed his date. He was You came to the same oh, restaurant so that smashed.
1: I did and like came upstairs. I was we've already told this story in the podcast, but he came upstairs, like did a lap around us, and I was just like I was like I pointed, I'm like, that's my housemate." I was like, what are you, do-? I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he's like, oh, mate. No, the first, <laughs> actually, no, the first time he pretended he didn't see me and he just walked and then he came back a bit again and then he stopped and talked with me my date and my date was just like, where's your date? And he was like downstairs and she's like, what the fuck are you doing up here? And then he just went. But he was absolutely smashed. I don't think he saw her again. But. I didn't see her
0: again. Surprisingly, just yeah. <laughs> yeah, about to
2: say. Surprisingly,
1: you're definitely so, a lot better now, though. Yeah.
0: So, like, going to that, yeah, like, I definitely wasn't as comfortable with that then. But I think it takes a bit of practice. Like, if you not really like have a lot of experience in dating, it's quite hard. So, like, mm. how do you give someone that knowledge if they haven't really dated that much? How do you kind of like give them tips to get out of their head so they can deal with those things? Like,
2: there's a few ways. I would firstly say fail forward. I heard this on your recent TikTok video. I really like this. I really like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's about being okay with rejections. You know, failure is the recipe for success. So you can't expect to achieve anything of great, great success. You know, something that people want to obtain without going through a bit of failure and rejection. Yeah. I believe learning is in the doing too. You know, a lot of guys have a tendency to want to learn all the information, but you can learn in the doing. what else could you just clarify the question again what's the question i just had?
1: what is it oh about um rejection tips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um
0: how can you give some of the tips if they haven't really had a lot of experience yeah. in dating to yeah. get out of their own head and like be comfortable with that silence you know be cut like how if someone hasn't dealt with that before
2: mm. uh two other things that come to mind women won't judge you for your imperfections and they'll judge you for how you handle yeah, oh, that is love. That I've said this yes. before.
1: I've said this before. They don't care yeah. about the imperfections. Yeah. Yeah. but it's just how, how, yeah, as you said, how you react to that. Are, are you going to be a child about? Yes, I don't know. For example, if you like are having sex with a girl and you come in thirty seconds, yeah. yeah they don't care as long as like you're not going to like be this insecure little kid
0: yeah.
1: about it and like huff and then whatever they'll be like it's fine we'll just yeah. whenever you're ready we'll go again
0: yeah especially if you pre-warn them as well <laughs> <laughs> i've heard my, 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 my friend my friend had that quite a few times actually it's fucking hot in here bro it's really oh. <laughs> if you warn them they can't really be annoyed do you know what i mean but I handle it with confidence, though. Oh. I handle it with confidence. I pop the kettle on them. What are you doing? Well, we'll be back here in a minute. Don't worry about it. Yeah, mm. but but even
1: besides that sex, but even something like a small, like oh, if, you, if you're bringing a drink over to the girl and you drop it, yeah, she she doesn't care. Confidence just, just, is just, is, just is go massive. Just getting another drink.
2: Yeah. yeah, confidence is being confident in being unconfident. Hundred percent, hundred
0: percent. I like
2: definitely you can't have have experienced it that. The other. I thought mm. I
0: yeah, definitely experienced that before. If you're gonna fuck up, at least like just be confident and ride it out because they'll like that. They'll definitely yeah. will like it and they'll vibe with it so much you can handle yourself. Mm-hmm. Um in, yeah. in
1: terms of um in terms of like <coughs> the men that you've coached and the rejection the rejection aspect of it, what what was what's your recommendation and what's your experience and how best for men to handle that sort of stuff? Because a lot of people don't like rejection some people are comfortable with getting it and they can just carry on and go again and go again and go again because law of averages kind of kind of vibe whereas some people wouldn't be really willing to put themselves in a position to be rejected like for me when it comes to women i i'm not a massive fan of like approaching a girl just out of the blue like i wouldn't stop a random girl if i thought she's beautiful in the street and say hello like that that's not my thing
2: do you mind if i ask why 'Cause it's he gets approached. Because uh, <laughs> he
0: gets approached all the fucking time. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um
1: it's not it's not even that. For one, I've spoken to a lot of um female friends about this, and a lot of them say that they feel quite uncomfortable many times when guys do that, and people say, Oh, like if they find you attractive, they're not gonna feel uncomfortable. And it's like, yeah, but if they find you attracted, they'll give you a sign. Mm. Like, they'll maybe give you a look, they maybe look back twice. If you're walking past them and you look back and they're looking back, it's kind of like, okay, that might be a slight indication. But I find, I know I would have friends that would approach girls without any indication and it just baffles me. Not even like, in a bar is different because you're in a bar, it's kind of a sociable thing, but like... Just like on the beach. And I've said, and I've said this before. I like before. that
0: though. I like that. I think that's the beach thing. I, I like that. I like that. I think at the end of the day, people have got so used to sitting on their phone behind dating apps and waiting for it. The point is they might not see you, but the, what, like, you should be far more concerned with regret than rejection. So you might as well go up, see if they're interested and shoot your shot because what it does, it builds confidence in you. So when the time yeah, does but, come up where you do want to approach someone, yeah. you don't care. You've yeah. done it so much that it's just like duck uh, water for ducks back. Yeah, well, my argument
1: it. is my argument isn't about from the male point of view; it's for, from the the woman's point of view, because a lot of women I've I've literally asked them, it's like, what mm. do you think of this? Like, if if I'm lying on the beach and I've not looked at you, don't come and stand over me and try to get my number. It's just annoying." Mm. And then you also have to think about people's lives, what they've been through. They, yeah, you don't know who these people are. They could extreme situation. They could have been through something where someone has approached them on the beach before they've maybe decided to go on a date and shit went sideways and they've had a bad experience. So they're landing the beach again and some other good-looking dudes come up being like, hey, what are you saying? Can I get your number? They were like, no, man. Why leave me alone? I'm on my lunch break.
0: In this example, though, if someone approaches someone and they're like, you know, they're not a twat about it and they're just like, hey, how's your day going? And straight away, they like close you off with like a close-ended sentence. You pick up the vibe, leave straight away. Yeah. But I don't like... I can't see how anyone would get irritated, but I, I don't know. I, I'm saying this from like a male perspective, yeah. but if, if that was me, I'd be like, number one, it's quite an ego stroke. Someone's come up to me. It's, you know, it's quite confident they've come yeah. up. They think I'm attractive. They clearly want to ask my number. I'm not interested. Thanks very much. Have have a nice day. Regardless whether they say that or not, is that really an issue? If someone just goes, hey, to start a conversation, they go, oh, I'm just not really interested. Okay, no worries, sweet. And walk off. In that scenario, has that really impeded their day that much?
1: You don't know. You don't know. Like that side yeah no, like, what do, what, do you, what do you think about that what's what's your opinion on your right. very like, subject subjective obviously yeah situations were very sometimes
2: different. a woman could respond a bit out of proportion because maybe she has an experience like that mm. so coming back to your question with regarding rejection sometimes it's not the guy's fault you know like he might go up and say the perfect thing but she might have had an experience on the beach with another com- a completely different guy and a really horrible experience and Mm. you reminded her of him, right? So it's not always the guy's fault, right? But in saying that, I do agree with you in the sense of if you approach a woman and you do it in the right way, Mm. it's going to make her day, you know, regardless of if she has a boyfriend or not. It's just learning how to do it in a respectful manner. Also, what you said, it's learning to read social cues. Mm. If she's giving you one-word responses, how her body language is facing how you feel when you're talking to her like if you feel like you have to force conversation with her yeah she's probably not interested yeah. yeah in saying that too yes women do give you signs to approach them and if you can become aware of these then you're going to have a lot better interactions but in saying that also <laughs> i do encourage men to go after what they want yeah if you see something that you want you go after it yeah. period
1: yeah it's a very multifaceted and so many landmines everywhere so many <clears throat> layers yeah. to it's a very intricate, like, line to walk because obviously, the, yeah, yeah. I think
0: it's, be, be respect, like, be, the bottom line is, I think, you know, go up and, and read social cues and, mm. you know, if someone says no, just, or even doesn't, they don't have to say no, but if they're not giving you, like, like a conversational, you know, response, just pick up and just walk away. yeah mm. I it's just being a, but, like, not doing it in a way that, you know, oh, fuck you then. But, you know, like, All right, no worries, enjoy your day, thanks yeah. for your time, sweet. And then just leave, and then you've left them with a nice experience as well. But uh, um, where do we go off to this point?
1: No, I was I was just about to say, that. yeah, I think it's just because so many women have so m- have had so many bad experiences with men that I feel like it's very important that we are very careful in yeah. how we,
0: yeah,
1: approach that. And I'm sure yeah. that's like definitely something you you do with your men as well. It's like yeah, teaching you how to be more confident in life with women, but then there's also like as you said, how to navigate that situation mm. as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say the there's two approaches you can take. Like if you if you see a woman that gives you the eyes and mm. you know, that gives you a sign, you can approach her with your intent. But you can talk to people throughout the day, just talking to people, just yeah. being a friendly guy. You yeah, know, yeah. like you said, not always being on your phone, mm. just acknowledging people, doing what's called icebreakers. Ice, where does the term icebreaker come from? It means, you know, when you break the ice with mm. someone, that's tension. You yeah. break the tension with them. So when you're walking down the street and you don't know where to look and someone's walking in your direction, just look at just them look and at smile. The smile yeah. Just acknowledge people, man. You know, even just a high. It doesn't have to be chatting up women 24-7. It can mm. be talking to the granny in the shopping center. You know, this is still going to help build your confidence, your social awareness, mm. your communication skills.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think if people do that, like do those little one percenters every day, I think it just builds up like a...
1: Yeah, you love talking about your little one percenters. Yeah, well, if
0: you get one percent better every single day, 365% better at the end of the year. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's not a bad start. Um, But I'll just
2: come on back onto one other thing, if I may. Yeah, of course. Around uh, rejection. If you you accept yourself, Mm -hmm. like I was was talking about before, if you come into an interaction, firstly... If you learn, if you learn anything, I believe that there needs to be a point in which you say to yourself, especially when it's in social interactions, that you just, you have to let go of all of that, as opposed to coming into thinking, what do I need to say? What do I need to do? I'm coming yeah. into this party. I need to do this, you know, thing to impress people. You need to let go of all of that and just accept yourself. Just Accept, this is who I am, my strengths and my weaknesses. And say something to yourself, something empowering, like, I've got this.
1: Yeah. All
2: right? Because when you do that, when you accept yourself, then you're okay with yourself. Mm. And other people will accept you. But if you're constantly thinking about what you need to do to become better, impress people, be the life of the party, the perfect pickup line to say to a woman, you're constantly giving out this energy that you're not good enough. Yeah. All right. And then that can come out in your tonality, which I was saying is a huge part of um, communication. communication. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you come <coughs> up and you say, Hi, that's <laughs> that's like a a rapport-seeking tonality. Yeah. Fuck, that's why it's worked. Yeah. I am I see you yeah. as more uh superior to me. Mm-hmm. And I've subcommunicated that through how I'm saying hello. Mm. And you can feel that. Feel that, yeah, yeah. And you might play power moves on me. You might manipulate me. But if I say to myself, accept myself, I've got this. Yeah. I see people as equal. I come in high. Confident you know, I self, don't feel yeah. I don't feel the need to impress you. You mm. know? We're here. If we ha- if we vibe, we vibe. Like we're doing now. We're having yeah. a great time. Yeah. If we don't, we don't.
0: Mm.
1: I, I like that. Me. Yeah. I love like that. That's um because at the end of the day, <clears throat> we all need to realize that we all have our own insecurities and everyone else in the room has our own insecurities. And I always, I think I've said this to you before, Dan, it's just like, pe- pe- us as humans are so like, interested in how we are perceived by everyone else. Non-PC. Yeah. yeah. But like you walk in a party and we're, we're also concerned about how we look to everyone else. But then you need to think like, everyone else is probably feeling the exact same. They're more worried about what they're doing. So like, if you want to be that confident guy, that you know you can be you should do it and same with women if you want to be that confident woman that you want to be you should do it because you're worried about what everyone's thinking of you but everyone else in the room is probably worried about what you're thinking of them you know what i mean
0: mm. you said this thing recently <laughs> what do you, want do, oh, yeah. you want to say what it was so
1: there's a thing called non-pc it's when so it's pretty much um means non non-playing characters so what i describe this as is whenever you're i don't know if you're out in public and you want to do something that, like you want to take a photo in front of a, a picture or a photo in front of like a, a neuro, dance in or do a TikTok dance in, in <laughs> at a train station and you're really worried about the people walking past and you're like, Oh my goodness, they're all staring at me. I just say non-PC and you're like, What's that? It's like non-playing characters. That person walking past is a non-playing character in your life. You're never gonna see them ever again. So if they look at you and think, Oh, that person dancing in front of their phone, weird, they're gonna let you walk past you, get in their train, go home and never think of you ever again ever again and i used this example the other day and i'm only remembering it because i purposely remembered it because i wanted to use this as an example i was walking to get the bus on bondi road this guy's coming down the street on a skateboard and he literally hits like an edge and he flips off it like flips off it. he was fine he landed on his feet landed boom 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 picks up the skateboard and walks off on it and i'm thinking fuck That that could have been bad. And he's probably so embarrassed, thinking about everyone around him looking at him, looking at him, worried. And I got on the bus, and within like 30 seconds, I'd completely forgot about it. And it it clicked with me again because I've been, it was a time when I was thinking about that non PC thing. Mm -hmm. And I was in the gym, and then I was like, I literally forgot about that dude that fell off that skateboard as soon as I got on that bus, or even before that. And that just goes to show you how little people really do like think about the shit that they've seen in public saw that guy almost fall and, and hurt himself really bad but within a 30 second time frame it was gone so that's why it's something where as you said when someone walks into a party and you maybe feeling a little bit self-conscious about how you want to approach a girl or whatever like just just do it because even if it doesn't go well 9 times out of 10 that girl is and 9 times out of 10 if it goes bad that girl after that party is not going to remember that like that interaction they're just going to go on with your day and same thing as you should if you're being that trying to be that confident person if it doesn't go well move on there's plenty of fish in the sea as they say literally yeah. agreed Isn't there?
2: agreed non-pc non-pc mm. I like
1: it. non-playing characters
2: so I think that kind of leads into coming back to also facing rejection is mm. going out there and, and breaking social norms okay so that's something I actually get my clients to do is um I will create a challenge for them, whether they can do that in one day over a week or over 30 days, depending on where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I'll give them a list of things they, they can do, usually from lowest to highest, meaning easiest to hardest, on things to break social norms. So number one, for someone who's riddled with anxiety, might be just going outside for five minutes. you know. And then the next day, it's 10 minutes. Maybe it's going to a shopping center then from there we we move up it's called leveling yeah right they do this uh-huh. in psychology too when you get um therapy uh-huh. and then maybe so the other day <clears throat> i was hugging a tree with a client you know i do this yeah. with my clients i'm <laughs> hugging a tree and man, i was nervous to hug the tree <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm closing my eyes like like i'm thinking uh, all those thoughts you know yeah. yeah i wonder if someone on tiktok knows me i yeah. wonder if you know train walks by <laughs> It's like we don't want this guy on the podcast anymore. Who's hugging tree? Oh, I saw him hugging the okay? tree the other day. What the fuck? I'm was meant that to be seen did? in 30 minutes. <laughs> what <are you> doing? <laughs> so, man, I just I did that. I accepted it. I accepted myself, mm. and I yeah. said, "This is this is for me," yeah. you know. Continued hugging the tree. So we move up. You know, we move up in levels, and when you do something that, like I was speaking about earlier, is such a break from a social norm, when you do something so outrageous, going up and saying hello to someone becomes so easy because you've done something that's broken such a social norm yeah so that's a huge part of um yeah overcoming rejections too and overcoming your fears and stepping into more tension in life Mm. so
1: do you so in terms of the levels are the levels quite um generalized so would you say one is the same for everyone or would a one be different for one client compared to another. So say someone's able to um, go out and communicate with a random person in the supermarket, would that be a one to them? And then their 10 would be something higher to someone who's like, oh, I actually I actually find it really awkward even just speaking to someone at a, at a, a till in Woolies. Like, hmm. Are there yeah. levels to one or is it like, okay, this is, this is the lowest that someone can be and then 10 is like, you're able to go and chat to any girl you want. Yeah. Moderate. Great question. Yeah. So
2: what I, what I do is because there are so many things, it's not like you jump from like, let's say level one is going outside to level two is going up and saying hello to someone. Yeah, You know, it, it, it's a gradual process in, in moving up. And that's why I say that the clients have the option to do it in a day, over a week or mm. over over months, you know, because maybe someone with anxiety needs to get used to going outside yeah. for just five minutes a day. I also say that it is my subjective opinion on what where these sit, where these um these challenges or where these things that you go out and do, where they sit on in regards yes, to yeah. the level of yeah. t- tension or vulnerability, um, and if something feels like a higher level, then just adjust accordingly. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. adjust accordingly. So that's a that's another Mate. way you can definitely step into your fears mm. and and have some fun too. Yeah, you know, like. So many, so many guys go out nowadays and wonder what what to do. You mm. know, like just sit, and, sit in a fun. club and life's supposed to yeah. be fun. Yeah.
1: Like that stage, that courting stage is should be enjoyable for both parties. Like it's the it's the part I actually said to someone the other day. It's like, do you ever worry about if you go on a date, like you're gonna run out of things to say? I'm just like, I'm 20 years old, and you're 25. We literally have... Tw- I have 28 years of living and you have 25 years of living. How are we going to run out of things to talk about in a first yeah. date? Yeah, and they're like, fair. oh yeah, that's, that's fair. It's like, that's you literally have a whole life that you've lived before we've come in contact. There's no way in a first date you should ever be run out of things to talk. Even if it's not even a first date or not even a great date. I'm like, if you've lived you've 28 years... you got something
0: to go off and like... And
1: you've been... On, and say, if, yeah, she's 25 and you've both lived a life. I've lived in Jamaica, Northern Ireland, and Australia. Like... And I've traveled. I've got shit, so much shit to talk about.
2: Yeah. But he's the, he's the kicker. Most guys feel inhibited. I wouldn't actually, I don't like to say most guys, but <clears throat> there are guys that feel inhibited to talk about those experiences. Yeah. And they, they might have a tendency to talk in facts like, I've lived in Jamaica. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's interesting. But why did you live in Jamaica? yeah tell, about about this. tell yeah, me about tell me about the emotion the let me change yeah. it right yeah, yeah yeah I lived in Jamaica because I love the people there yeah their energy is so inspiring and motivating and it has opened up all these different aspects to how I see the world yeah now we've gone from I live in Jamaica to a whole plethora of to we're like, connecting. Yeah, connecting we're connecting yeah. on a deeper level yeah we, uh, we spoke we about talked this, about on, this in the last podcast on the
0: last podcast there's a guy we follow you might have heard of him Matthew Hussey yeah yeah, yeah he's wicked love his content and one of the things he says is when you're going to speak speak with like intent so don't just say I'm a great you know, I'm I'm into adventures. What do you like doing that's adventurous? So a lot of people on their hinge profile, they'll say, you know, things about me you want to know. I'm adventurous, and that's it. I'm like, well, you're not really giving me much to go off. So if I was to slide into your hinge profile and and write something instead of being like, you'll catch me sitting by the fire with a can of fifty lashes and i don't know whatever you've got something you can go in with that you can like match the conversation when people just say i'm adventurous it's like it's just dead it's just boring there's just nothing to go on you've got there's just nothing behind that conversation so yeah when you're going to say something don't just say what it is but give some like story behind it so you can give someone to go off you know
2: yeah and the way you do that is by talking about the why like why do you like being adventurous? adding like emotion to it yeah and adding emotion Mm. and adding emotion Uh, because there is a social stigma that men feel like expressing their emotions is weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it can be hard for guys to talk about why they like something or talk with emotion. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of clients that come to me that just talk very monotone and not with any emotion. Yeah. Mm. That's hard to connect with men. And women connect on an emotional level. You yeah. Know? Does that
0: so, is that one of the thing one of the things I know you had here. Was it emotions versus weakness? That-
2: yeah, so there was um yeah, I wrote some notes about that too. Um, yeah, we can we can jump into that yeah, if you yeah, want. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, what's what's your guys' understanding? Like how about we just continue where we were off? Yeah. So, regarding um because I feel Dwayne, you have something you want to say first.
1: Yeah, so if, I was I was just gonna say I was a question quickly in terms of that so for me I find that in order for me to open up to someone or to even speak about myself like i need you need, i need you ask me a question like i'm mm. not the type of person that's going to openly like come up to you and like start like unwinding. like rarely would i ever do that and it's the same with whenever i'm communicating if I'm, I'm on a date i'll happily ask questions and i'll happily listen to people talk yeah like i'm a listener i love doing it so for me and for order for me to tell someone that i used to live in jamaica and why i lived in jamaica or how i ended up how i ended up living in ireland and how i ended up moving to australia like i'm not just gonna be like oh yeah so because a lot of people a lot of people enjoy talking about themselves but for me in order for me to tell you that timeline as to why i went from here to here to here like you're gonna have to ask me questions and do you find like a lot of men that you deal with are like that where obviously this actually will segue into the emotional weaknesses thing because you find they're not able to do that because they feel like if they openly give out those parts of themselves like the more in-depth parts so like for example i moved to ireland because my mum wanted a better life for me and she knew that ireland would be a better opportunity for me to grow up and have this better life do you feel like men aren't willing to give out that information without those questions or being pushed because again that would show emotion and men may have a very negative connotation between emotion and weakness
2: yes you find that i would say there's there's two aspects i'd say that's one aspect and the other aspect is vulnerability Mm -hmm. you know it's by sharing something you are asking a question requires you to put your your ass on the line right but sharing something about yourself requires you to put your balls on the line yeah oh i like Uh that so (laughs) when when guys go up and talk to women a number one complaint women have is they feel like they're being interviewed question answer question answer right so to get away from that you can make statements you can share things about yourself so as opposed to saying how's your day it's a beautiful day today i love how the wind feels on my face like i know that sounds a bit robotic yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah but that that what that basically does by me sharing something it, sh- it gives a part of me to you i'm giving a part of me to you it allows you to respond or not i'm not asking you for a response yeah you know, I'm not as invested as I would be with a question. And yeah, it's just it's it's a lot because when it comes to like you said, when it comes to opening up, you wouldn't open up unless someone asks you a question first. Yeah. But I bet you you would open up if they were opening up about things.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they of were
2: course. being vulnerable, of course. It would allow you to be yeah. more vulnerable.
0: Hundred percent. I I <clears throat> sorry um I always find like something my mate always taught me like the go he called it like the go first principle so I always open up with something vulnerable to get the other person to do the same and I've, I've always done that I've done that in sales or, you know it's something that we do in our job and uh, even before then so I always open up something and show some sense of vulnerability and that helps build friendships it helps you connect to people quicker and I don't I don't mind it I find it really easy to do and I find that as soon as I do that people just start being so comfortable and talking about themselves in such a way they don't really think about what they're saying anymore. Yeah. And I've had some people, you know, be like, you're very open. I'm like, I don't know, I just find it so easy and natural. And it makes me comfortable because I know it's going to make you comfortable in the long run mm. that we can have more of like a comfortable interaction.
2: Agreed. Yeah. Um, you will find some people though that when you do open up, they don't. And you shouldn't feel obliged to be yeah. vulnerable with those type of people. Mm. Yeah. With, or with someone who isn't willing to be. Mm vulnerable so it's coming from a place of like you know i'm not going to try to be like this mm. but i'm also also not going to feel inhibited yeah not to be yeah. vulnerable yeah if so something like, if something
0: comes up and i'm like i don't mind saying this then yeah. i'll be happy to just say it and you know give that bit of information and then you know see what back and forth comes. because
1: yeah, obviously people for you obviously you've said like it's quite easy for you to be vulnerable it, It's yeah. to help them make, feel more comfortable but then also other people may want to be vulnerable mm. when you've done it but they're just probably not at that stage but i also think if if you've done that be vulnerable to someone and they're not able to do it i think it's up to that person to say i really appreciate you being vulnerable but i'm just not in a stage where i'm ready or but that's able. vulnerability in yeah. itself you know yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. true. that's true it takes yeah. confidence to be able yeah. to close people to like, say to that like, yeah to just say look yeah. I'm, I, I want to but and again it's like that leveling thing as well it's like you're, you're just slowly yeah. chipping away yeah but yeah, that's a good point that actually yeah. would be vulnerability like is, telling someone that I actually I don't, want to but I'm not ready if mm-hmm. you give me a while longer hmm. mm.
2: that's another thing about um owning your weaknesses is yeah. when like we spoke about before it's it's not about the imperfection it's how you an- handle the imperfection and when you do volunteer that information like you said you're basically saying that you're not that you're not controlled by that you're actually above that mm. when you can own that you you suddenly shift from being identified with that to kind of looking over it now like mm. for example like when you say to someone openly that look uh, you know i know we're speaking about uh previous whatever it may be previous yeah. sexual experiences or my dad dying or whatever yeah. it may be mm. um but i don't I, I don't feel like i can talk about that right now yeah you're you're showing that you're above that but in saying that too vulnerability isn't just talking of like we should clarify vulnerability for a lot of the audience because yeah. a lot of guys feel vulnerability is talking about very uh, sad things and crying. Vulnerability is is putting yourself in a situation where you can face criticism, rejection, or judgment. That's how I like to define it. Right. Yeah, and you cannot be confident, funny, authentic, without being vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah. That's so good point. Very true. as you
1: said, even as just something like even just being funny, like trying to tell a joke, like there's a chance That's they're like, just gonna stare at you and think. What you're talking about? Yeah, but you've put yourself in a position, as you said, to be critiqued and to be somewhat negatively judged, mm. which is a form of vulnerability. Because, as you said, men see vulnerability as trying to be emotional and being sad. Whereas, like vulnerability is any anything and everything that you can be. We have vulnerability that. is um if you is you being angry, shown shown that something that's been done has pissed you off. That's you being angry. I actually saw a very funny video the other day. It wasn't funny, but. It was these guys talking on TikTok and they're saying, Yo, you know what I hear? And they're like, What? It's like, People say men aren't emotional. And he's like, What? And it's like, Men are more emotional than women. Anger is an emotion. I'm always fucking angry. Yeah. <laughs> <Good work. laughs> just, just because it's not deemed as like a feminine emotion doesn't mean it's not emotional. I'm fucking angry all the time. You see me walking down the street and I'm pissed off. That's emotion. <laughs> And the rest of the podcast just started pissing themselves laughing because they didn't have a clue where it was going. It's like, yeah, anger is an
0: emotion. Just because I'm not crying doesn't mean I'm not emotional. And it's, it's balls. true. That's yeah, it bars.
1: If you're pissed off, you're you're emotional. Yeah. Probably yeah. you
0: don't want to show that on the first date though. Yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had someone who said, vulnerability is a form of seduction.
1: Mm.
2: I, quite, yes, I quite like yes, that. Yes, but this is where people... Control vulnerability.
1: Manipulation.
2: Mm. Mm. See, vulnerability, you can't be in control and be vulnerable at the same time. Yeah. And so when when people hear that vulnerability, because if if we're talking about vulnerable things right now, if I'm on a date and I'm talking about a vulnerable subject, it is a lot easier to sexualize the conversation if I'm already talking about a vulnerable. You know, Mm. if I'm talking about how... You know, I went out and did this crazy thing outdoors and it's a lot easier to then talk Mm -hmm. about how I had or how she had a crazy outdoor sexual experience. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to transition, transition, but it's a lot harder to talk about the weather and then go to a crazy sexual experience. Mm -hmm. So so yes, it it can, but what you just want to be careful Careful. that you don't come into it trying to be vulnerable so that you can get laid rewards, or yeah, yeah, yeah you know, use it through um controlling remember it's it's mm. not trying to be vulnerable but it's also not feeling inhibited to yeah. be vulnerable right. mm. so yes you can have that in the back of your mind yes like you know that by sharing more about yourself that you might reach a deeper connection and mm. you might be able to lead into more sexual experiences mm-hmm. but you just got to be careful with that yeah 100 because trust me man i've done that yeah, I've, you know when I learned about a vulnerability, I was like, "Yes, let's go." I'll just start telling her about you know <laughs> all these things. you know? Hey, i will go Shag hey. last night outside. <laughs> you into that?
0: I was going to get a drink first. But, uh, all right. Then.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah, I trust me, my man. Like, I've made all the mistakes, so uh, I can yeah. I can definitely relate to what the guys go through. Yeah. You know, so I've been I've walked their path. Mm. You know, I'm not I'm not someone that sits here and has is perfect mm. i have my anxiety i was anxious to come on the podcast mm, you know yeah. well, you've done very so well so far i appreciate that man you know but that's come from an acceptance you know accepting mm-hmm. that i did feel anxious yeah you know because what you resist will persist so if i tried not to feel anxious yeah then it's just i would feel more, more anxious, anxious. Yeah. anxious. Yeah. so yeah, that's why i talk about the that acceptance technique is so useful because if i'm coming up to a girl and i'm feeling anxious and i accept that and i own that she 's not going to judge me for that because i've accepted it i'm okay with it. Mm. when you accept it you're okay with it, and so when I come up and I talk to you and I'm, I'm a bit anxious, it's a different feeling she gets yeah, same with awkwardness, my friend like when when there's a an awkward silence, it's only awkward if you find it awkward yeah that's very true and exactly. she she will blame you for the awkwardness if you're not okay with the awkwardness, but yeah. if you're okay with the awkwardness. She might blame herself, or she might just be comfortable with it, because when you accept it, you can be okay with it. Hmm. Right? And I'd I like your, like you said earlier, you know silence is a beautiful thing, yeah tension is a beautiful thing if you can learn to have fun with it and play mm-hmm. with it, know.
1: That's interesting because one thing I used to do when I was younger, I was very good at compartmentalizing. Still kind of am I not. I think it. men are really good at doing that and in general. That's one thing I used to do. I refuse to feel feelings. Like, if someone hurt me, I was like. That's healthy. That's healthy. If someone hurt me, I was like, since mine, like, push, push that push right it. down. Yeah. Oh, oh die. That's it. But as I've gotten older and I've realized how much it, do- it does and will affect my relationships, whether that's in a um, sexual or friendship way, mm. I realized I need to accept it. For example, whenever I found out that my ex had a new boyfriend, um, like, was it in February or something? My housemate came in and told me. He's I like, yo. leave her. <laughs> can't believe she's moved on. <laughs> um, yeah, when he came and told me, I was like, what? So I obviously, like, went on the Instagram, realized I wasn't blocked, so I was like, went onto her page. Mm. And there he was. And then I was like, for fuck's sake, this be like shit. Mm. And then I called you. I think I did call you. Yeah, I went for a walk with him. I was like, uh. Yeah, so-and-so, um got a boyfriend. And then he was just like, how do you feel? like, I don't know. But I'm just trying to accept that 100%. feeling and just accept the fact that I feel like shit. Because normally, I would just pretend it wasn't a problem, shove it to the back of my head. And then next minute, my next girlfriend is just going to get the trauma that, that I've just instilled on in her because <clears> I haven't <throat> tried to deal with the shit that was going on back then. So now I've started to realize that, as you said, you just got to start accepting Go through the emotions. And the emotions that you're going through. It's I, healthy. It may not feel healthy because it just doesn't feel good sometimes to accept how you feel. But in the long run, for the relationships that you're trying to build, whether that's professional friendships or trying to build a life with a woman, um, like you have to.
0: I find that sometimes sitting with like really complex emotions, you know, whether you've gone through a really bad breakup or whatever it is if you sit with it, and I find that if I talk to someone about it, it helps me actually, I've come to like revelations at the end of that conversation, where I've been like, well, that's clearly where that feeling was coming from. Mm. I had no idea that that's why I was feeling that way. It was because it wasn't really to do with hurts, because if I was insecure about this, or I was anxious about that, and if I would have never accepted this feeling, and sat with it, and self-reflected it, I would have never have been able to resolve it and actually move past it. So I think so many people, they just like push it away. But it's like you might actually learn something from that to be able to work on yourself moving forward.
1: Do you have any example of that?
0: Um, fucking hell. Oh, <laughs> God, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> just put them on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I think that I had a really big conversation with one of my best mates back home where in one of my early relationships... I had realized that the reason why I got into it is because she gave me something I couldn't get myself. Okay. So I wasn't a very confident person. And I think as I got through the relationship, my first, when I was like 17, 18, my confidence grew. And when it grew to the point that I was comfortable in myself anymore, the relationship naturally ended. Because I realized that's the biggest reason why I was in that relationship. Because it was giving me something I hadn't yet got myself. And once I'd got to that next stage, I was like, it naturally grew apart. And I just didn't want to be with her anymore. Yeah. And a few years later, I looked back and I was like, that's why it ended. It's because I got what I needed. And I wasn't the person I was until I was at the other end of that relationship. Yeah. You know, And I felt really shit. I remember after it happened, I felt in a really bad place. Not understanding why it was going on. But when I spoke to my mate back home about this took about an hour and I was like fuck that's why like that's clearly I I didn't get and you know the same with my second relationship there was something you know I'm not going to go into it today but there was there, there were certain things that emotionally I wasn't comfortable with and when it finally came up and when you know I got to that point where I was things naturally came to an end and I think so many people sometimes do that. We go through like this roller coaster of emotions with someone, but it's sometimes because we're lacking what we are trying to find ourselves. Yeah. I think if I said that in a really messed up way, that I think went on a bit sense. of a roller coaster there. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, of course. People are there yeah. for a
1: season and yeah. a reason they're not meant to be there for your whole life so Mm. sometimes you may not know at the time whenever you're with them that they're actually there to teach you something Yeah. until you get as you did you get out the other side you realise okay that's what they were there for Mm. and it's not like a spite people like you're using them to reach a goal it's just like it's just a natural like everyone's going to be in your life forever Mm. you know what I mean it's like a natural thing we're all learning as we go
0: yeah but now I bury emotions deep down because I've told that's really healthy (laughs) I do that all the time now so I'm single till I'm 50 (laughs) (laughs) woo Oh, um, yeah. What else uh, was? We... That was good. I
1: think one of the other things that we wanted to cover was the um, the
2: nice guy versus bad guy.
0: Yeah, that was something you had on your yeah. uh, on your thing. Would sure. you want to give us a bit of an insight.
2: Just before we do move on to that, mm-hmm. I do say a huge part of being able to deal with your emotions is sometimes just laying down and just being with yourself, not doing anything. You yeah. know, sometimes I just lay on the floor in silence. Just in silence, yeah. and, hug just, a tree. and just let hug or <laughs> let what comes up comes up, because we're in a constant lifestyle of doing. Yeah, yeah you know, go to work, come home, social media, just constantly mm. absorbing, yeah. doing something. So there is power in just meditating. Stopping, sometimes not even meditating. You're you know, lying, just just lying there in the abyss, and just yeah. yeah, just accepting. You know, accepting if your thoughts want to wander off, if emotions come up. Yeah, so a huge part of that, uh, learning how to deal with your emotions, is uh, either meditating or just spending some time by yourself. And also, you'll notice throughout the day, sometimes emotions come up. Or maybe you, you notice your mind wandering. going into a, yeah, wandering or going into a lot of thoughts, about maybe negative thoughts, quote-unquote. <clears throat> There's always an emotion attached behind those thoughts. So if you can locate where you feel that mm. and just accept that, Emotions come in waves. And sometimes you'll just locate it, accept it, and it will pass. And you'll notice those thoughts will pass too. Sometimes it won't. But you've got to be, like you said previously, you've got to be okay with that. You yeah. know, sometimes yeah. you feel sad. So what do you do? You feel sad. Yeah. Part it's life. part of life. Yeah. You know, we learn things within being sad, being angry, or whatever they may be. But um, the damage, definitely the, the the resistance I have seen creates... A lot more problems mm. than learning to accept them. 100%. And uh yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you find meditating helps? Do you meditate?
2: Sometimes. Yeah. But look, man, each to their own. It uh yeah. I can't
1: <coughs> I find it so difficult. My mind just goes off but like the, that's, that's what the supposed focus to happen, That's yeah, that's that's, that's what, what meditating is. Yeah. <laughs> oh but I thought there's meant different to, like yeah, that's what I used to I think. think. It's like uh, I'm meant to be I'm meant to an empty mind. <laughs> but then I spoke to someone and they're like, No, when your mind wanders, it's you realizing it's it's wandering away and then you bring it back. You just have to constantly be bringing, And then it's, it's impossible it gets- to completely empty your mind of no thought. It's like if, especially if you've got a busy life. So mm-hmm. like the idea of meditating is that you sit in silence or with your music or whatever, and then you may start thinking about, Oh my goodness, i forgot to buy eggs at the mm-hmm. supermarket. But then you bring yourself back and say, okay, no, that's not, that's not what I'm meant to be doing right now. Mm. So it's just constant back and forth. And it's like a muscle you have to practice and yeah. get better at it. Fair. It's bloody mm. hard though.
0: Fair.
2: But there, I would say there are different forms of meditation. meditation yeah. So you don't always have to focus on the breath. Um, <clears throat> the, the one that I teach guys to learn how to transmute their sexual energy is you imagine where you feel your arousal. So usually it's in the groin section. Mm. And you imagine that as energy or as light, and then as you inhale through your nose, you breathe that energy up through your body, through your spine, up to the top of your head, and you exhale it down into your heart. Or you can do many ways, sometimes I imagine that sexual energy in the groin area, and as I inhale, I imagine that the energy coming out through my body, and even today, I was laying down in just, in a park on the grass. I imagine the energy coming up through my body, and I imagine imagine my, my body like raising up, and then I exhaled, I imagined my body like grounding into the floor. And i tell you, man, just after five or ten minutes of doing that, I woke up and I was a lot more peaceful, a lot more calm, a lot more centered, clear-minded. Mm. I'd tr- in my opinion, I transmuted that that energy. Mm. I like so... That. I, think, uh, I think, think, think this
1: would be a good time to go into some of the questions that
2: we were asked. Yeah, go on. Sure.
1: Got a few decent ones. Um... I'm not sure if you've heard of this, but it's it's called the the male and the female gaze. Have you heard of that term?
2: As in how you look, the gaze? I yeah. haven't heard of...
1: So, yeah, some, someone messaged in saying, do you have an opinion on the male and the female gaze? So pretty much what that is, it's how males perceive <clears throat> how women see them and how females perceive males. So, for example you may wonder like when you see a guy with a really fit girl and you're like how did he get her and people have said it's because what men think women want <laughs> and what men think women need is completely different to what they actually so you might think oh this nerd how did he get this really fit girl mm. As because like most women aren't looking for that guy with a six pack he's wow. a nice dude <laughs> oh, nice dude! So that person asked about that. Like, what do you think men's perception of what women see? Yeah.
2: What do women really want? Yeah. What do really, women? Great question. Want. I wouldn't say there's like <clears throat> one thing, mm. in my opinion, but I would say that like um, guys, I've, I noticed a tendency that guys believe that good looks, um, like being in shape, having a lot of money, yeah. are like the be-all and end-all. And I'm not negating that those things don't help. Yeah. But I believe there are more important things mm. that you can focus on. But also in saying that, like what does someone that is in shape also exude? He exudes maybe self-respect. Mm. Exudes that, um, you know, he's healthy. He's okay to reproduce. So there are some instinctual behaviors yeah. why people find other people attractive due to, you know, looking good or being, having certain measurements mm-hmm. or body fat percentage or, yeah, um, body composition. Mm-hmm. So to answer that question, to answer what do, what do women really want? There is quite a few things, I believe yeah. that, um, so to go into this, it'd this be interesting to hear <laughs> from like yeah. a, a male's
1: point of view, what we think.
2: Let me just women. reflect on what I believe might be like the most important aspects
1: your experience, because I'm sure you've spoken to women and they've been like, "This is what I want. This is what I yeah, need." Yeah,
2: but um, <laughs> should, I should I, should I say this? Should I say this? Um, we can definitely. There's a edit, great we, quote. We, we can edit it out if yeah. need be. We're keeping it in. You don't ask. You don't ask a fish how to catch a fish. You ask a fisherman. Okay. Okay. Can you give like some that. context? So <clears throat> when you ask women what they want, all right, they might tell you what what they think they want. Yeah. But they some maybe they don't really know what they want maybe they're saying something but again it's like men coming to me saying i I, you know i want to um i want to do this but why do you want to do that why do you really want to do that you know why do you want the blonde you know one with big tits on your arm you want her on your arm because you want the validation from the boys yeah you want the validation from other people so you feel of worth how about we just develop that self-worth first and then you get the girl bar bars, mate that's a good point that's a very good point. Mm. I like so that. I like that. So that's what I mean, you got to you you've yeah. you've got to dig deep into what they really want. And that's why I say you sell them on what they want, but you give them what you need. Yes, I do give these guys dating advice on like how to approach, how to be a good conversationalist, how to deal with your emotions better, but the the uh, the real concepts that I teach, you know, are are concepts that help them to develop themselves. Yeah. And as a byproduct, they attract yeah. the things yeah. they want, success, money, women. In happiness, mm.
1: and it also goes into as we grow as humans, whether that's single or in relationships, the things you want and need change all the time. So whenever you go initially into a relationship, you're thinking, okay, this is what I need from a partner: this, this, and this. And you get with that person who has all that. And as that relationship develops, you realize that they're not actually giving you everything that you now need. Like, okay, they're not as affectionate as I thought they're going to be, and I actually need that from them. Yeah especially over time you're just like okay what i needed at the start is completely different now and they're not able to provide that and that's why a lot of people break up as well it's like as the relationship develops there's aspects of that person that come to light because you're always going to be the best of the best when you first meet someone and as you get comfortable you start seeing the cracks you start seeing the things as to why their ex hated them in the last relationship etc and i think learning what you want initially yeah that's great but it's just it's just going to change. And you shouldn't like take what someone tells you at the start at face value, really. Because you know, okay, what you say is perfect. Let's try this. But you know in a year or two's time, there's going to be something else from the relationship or from you that they're going to need. And whether that you're able to navigate that and Mm. be what they need and be what they want, Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother story, isn't it?
2: Mm.
1: That's what I find.
2: So sorry, just to come back to to the question on, on what women really want is, yes, women do say what they want. But again, sometimes... They're not. They might say, "I just want a guy that's confident," but like w- confidence is is so, it's such. There's so many sub branches of yeah. confidence. Mm. There's situational confidence. Like there's a like driving your car. You're confident in driving your car, but you're not might not be confident in um talking to a woman, mm. right? Conf- confidence is situational, and there's so many aspects like confidence in your self worth, confidence in, in in a social setting. There's like that's what I mean. So when women say what they want sometimes they might say something that doesn't really give you a um, a clear, clear actionable action, next yeah. step. Or also, they might say something like... Um, I've seen plenty of girls say, um, you know, I want I want like... <coughs> like, I want the guy that isn't interested in me. You know? Have you heard that before? Like, I want the guy I can't have. Mm-hmm.
1: I've heard that before. Yeah. What,
2: what and I believe we. this. this is probably... If I was... Men and women want a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Okay, most guys think that men just want you know a woman that's beautiful, and yes, I do believe that is a huge factor to what men do want. Mm-hmm. But there, I believe there's other things that men truly do want inherently, and same with women. There's a lot of things that women really want. But if I had to give one piece of advice that kind of just links into what I was saying, was is that why is it that um, a woman is so attracted to the man that she can't have? Why do you guys believe
0: that is so? Because we always want what we can't have. Yeah, but
2: why Yeah, why is that? Why do we want what we can't have? Why is unobtainability the biggest aphrodisiac? Because um, is it,
0: is it because ab- it, we feel like we're, we're punching? That's why. So it's a nice feeling to have that.
2: Yeah, that, that, could, be, that could be. I definitely think there's more than one reason. But I think um,
1: the unobtainability, <clears throat> I think an aspect of it is the chase the excitability of potentially getting something that once was not attainable. And I also feel like, as we said, people like what they want, what they can't have. And also the fact that someone's unattainable, they probably give off that energy as well. It's like when, it's like I saw this the other day, it's like a girl could, this is generally speaking, generalize women for you listening. Isn't a girl, major? A girl could be at a party and get all the attention from 10 men, 10 men, 10 men at her hands and feet and she would not care. And then the one guy that walks in that just doesn't give her any, any attention will be the one that she wants. And it's because that energy of uninterested, and yeah, un- unattainable, unattainable. Mm. It's like, it's like the apple in the Garden of Eden. Not allowed to have it, but.
0: We're going biblical
2: with this. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Not allowed to have it. But of all the fruits, hmm. they decided to take that one, you know what I mean? Because that was the one that was going to fuck shit up. That was the one that was going to make life change and be different.
2: So what, what's, the, what's am I, the... Am I somewhat... Yeah. I think you all have valid points. Yeah. yeah but if, if we bring it back to uh, giving guys a piece of advice, <clears throat> if they decide to try to be unobtainable, then it's not genuine. And eventually there will be cracks in your behavior and a woman will soon find out that you are like those other 10 guys. So it's not about trying to be unobtainable. In my opinion, it's about envisioning who you would be if you already had that. And it's about focusing more on your values, Mm. who you are as opposed to like what you're doing. And I'll give you an example. So Mm. if you already had like your friend who has that girlfriend Mm. and who finds girls just coming to him, he's probably not sitting in the corner being sad and needy or going nah, up to girls and it, yeah. yeah, he's probably focusing on giving hmm. instead of taking. Right. Yeah. And think about some of the most successful and happy people in the world. They're, the large part of their life is giving is serving others, you know, and you don't want to get this misconstrued to like giving conditionally like okay i got to go out and i i've got to buy her flowers or yeah. buy her drinks you know mm. i'm buying a lot of guys buy her drinks so she stays with him yeah, that's I've, I've that's never that's, that's that. conditional giving you mm. know a giving's got to be from a place of it's a gift it's okay if you don't like it or if you do but but i i believe if you can start to step in the realm of focusing more outwardly mm. a lot of your problems will resolve you'll reach a lot greater levels of happiness um think about anxiety and anxiety is an internal focus you know it's like how people are perceiving it's all about you 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 but if you can just look outwardly and start observing other people suddenly it it changes changes. your your focus so in my opinion it's about stepping more into the side of focusing more on others Mm -hmm. as opposed to yourself if i could give yeah That's some good advice. Give a good advice because think about this too: when a guy comes in and he's focusing on how he can get laid, like that's his that's like his main intention intention for the night. For the night, okay. Now Mm -hmm. I'm saying that I'm not saying that you can't have that intention, Mm -hmm. but if you're coming in just trying to get laid as your main priority, then you will compromise your values. You'll compromise your values. You'll do things to manipulate her. You won't respect her. Mm. Yeah. You'll do everything to get laid. But if your focus is coming in to have fun and
1: have a conversation, and a and as time. a byproduct, her, she has yeah, fun yeah. too.
2: Think about where that can go. Hundred yeah. percent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would
2: I would say if I had to leave it on just one yeah. word, maybe it's just others. I like that.
1: Got one more question, and I kind go of. On. Uh, so this is probably the last question this is from a woman Um, what do women do that turn men off and on
2: do you guys want to Oh, yeah, I'll give that a crack. Right, let me just pull like, up my notes in my <laughs> pocket. Don't right.
1: shag
0: me. That's irritating. No, no, I'm joking. Uh,
1: so, yeah, go for what, um, what turns you off.
0: Uh, turns me off. Okay, turn-ons are just like confidence, massively. Confidence is a real huge thing. And you can, like, smell confidence on, you know, on a day over messaging. Someone who doesn't just let you lead every single part of the conversation. They're creative in their conversation. I think confidence is a big thing.
2: A turn off. Sorry, man, could you further define how you... Um, confidence in a woman, like, along mm, with leading yeah. conversation? Could you give okay. some other points?
0: Um, someone who... Okay, so on a, on a first date, confidence you can see with, like, body language... It's so like body language of someone's always like sitting there kind of like hands crossed the whole time, kind of like can't give you a lot of eye contact, you know, it comes across like they're not very comfortable in the situation. Mm. But if someone's very comfortable in themselves, they're comfortable, you know, in their setting, they're okay with their hands being they're down, they're not like sitting all the way back. If you're talking, it's engaged as will like sit on the table and like, you know, I'm actually engaged in, in, in what you're talking about. And that's something I do. If I'm interested, I'll, I'll lean on the table just to show I am actually engaged in the conversation. Does that answer that question? Um, something that is a turn off Um, I'm trying to think now let's be PC with
2: this (laughs) anything that comes to your mind? for turn off or turn
0: on? people that speak people that like I think I've had it on like a few I had it on a few dates where you've been there and you ask a question and you know you try to get a conversation going and they don't
1: ask you a question though. and they
0: just talk about themselves the whole time. Yeah, and usually right. like look, if they're talking about themselves, you don't just then say something about you. So I'll be like, ask a question. But it's like usually you'll be like, So what about you? And what's your thoughts on that? And when they don't come back with it, it's just like there's a big opening. <laughs> yeah. I had this on a date. I had this recently on a date. This is a true story. I was on a date with someone and I could tell she is the kind of woman that like takes charge a lot and I said, what is it you're looking for? Like in like a bloke when you go on a date, what is it you're looking for? She's like an alpha male. Like I want someone to take charge. I'm like, hey, why is that so important to you? She's like, because I feel like I lead in every part of my life that I want someone to do that for, more, for me. I'm always leading the conversation. And I was like, would you not know be a really great way to not lead the conversation the whole time? Ask me a question back. You could have <laughs> done you that. that but, you you could have done that the whole time. And, and how did she take and that? And she was like, yeah, yeah, you make it. I knew she would take it quite well because she was a very confident." Comp- an extroverted person so I knew she wouldn't be offended by it but I was like you could have just asked me a question the whole time she went yeah that's true the reason why I'm like this and just went on <laughs> to talk about herself I was like mate that's I can't so... I was like all right no worries that's Funny, but yeah she kept just yeah that is like for me it's just yeah it's a bit of a it's a bit of a turn-off when someone just speaks about themselves the whole time
1: mm. for me uh, a turn-on is a woman that's ambitious has some sort of idea of where she wants to be or go in life she doesn't have to be there she doesn't have to actually have started to on that journey but it's like okay this is where i see myself and so on and so forth um in the future also want a girl that's passionate like passionate about something can be anything Love it. it could be passionate about art passionate about music passionate about being fit um, obviously, confidence. I feel like that's just a prereq prerequisite for any any sort of interaction with a with a woman. Um, confidence. Um, and also, someone who is loving,
0: hmm.
1: someone who's not afraid to actually be loving towards me or friends or family, and someone who's also got a good relationship with their family that's a that's a big one for me as well mm. and turn offs probably same as you someone who's just very much will happily just talk about themselves the whole mm. day doesn't ask questions um someone who um is rude to waiters mm. waitresses, <clears throat> yeah for sure you can like you can just tell that's like thing if they're not like nice we'll say, oh god here we go this is not good um and then also a turn off is someone that doesn't doesn't see a relationship as equal. Like if they feel like the male mm-hmm. should be the one that instigates everything, ask you out, pays. If I go on a first date and a girl is not for me to pay, that's the only date we're going on. Because if that's, if that's if the first date's the nicest you're supposed to be and you're not going to like even pretend that you're going to pay, I don't even care if you don't. Like if As, as long as you offer, I'm happy. Mm. But if you don't even offer, that just speaks volumes. I saw this thing years ago. It's just like, if I go on a first date and I don't pay for the first date, my parents didn't raise me right. But if I go on a first date and a girl doesn't offer to pay, then her parents didn't raise her right. And I was just I like, know. boom. because. Ours. I don't expect I I'll happy pay on the first date. Happy pay on the second date. But especially from the first date, if you don't even offer to pay, like even just say, oh, "I'll get it." No, it's fine. Fine, we'll split. No, it's okay. We I'll pay. Mm. Sweet. But if there's no offer, then it's like okay then. I don't
0: know. I'll say that when I'm looking at the bill, sweating, I'll oh, pay. <laughs> please say something. Please what about you, so- Drew? What about you? What about you? What about, I'd you? say I oh, wasn't. I was reson- oh, sorry. I was just going to interrupt. Sorry. Um, just to quickly, just to go back to the confidence thing. I realised now one of the things I actually wanted to say. Right. I realize you said four things. I said two. It makes me look so easy.
2: <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> just so long as long as she's got a heartbeat, I'm good to go. <laughs> it's
0: funny (laughs) 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 can we edit that out no not at all Um, so the thing about confidence what I was going to say is someone who's confident to call you out on your shit when you're speaking fair I find that such a if you say something stupid someone like picks up on the banter like fuck he's chatting bollocks I love that I I do that all the time but I love that I love that yeah (laughs) <laughs> i love that on a date where you have got that chemistry where someone's confident enough if you say something that doesn't make sense or it's a bit stupid they'll call you out on it yeah that is a really attractive trait in someone that i find okay I
2: what think, about
1: you because you've obviously like yeah. got your got your clients and stuff so i'm sure they've come back with you some serious i'm sorry from, for my clients or for myself personally well, well both so like let's go for you and then obviously you've heard from other men
2: Okay. Um, actually, do you mind if we we start around the other way? Yeah, yeah. Go on ahead. Uh, if a guy ever comes to me and he has a complaint about a woman, <clears throat> I like to t- teach him about the mirror principle, okay. which basically states that your external world is a mirror Reviewing. reflection yeah. of the yeah. internal world. Yeah. So before trying to fix the external, fix yourself first and see if the external world fixes. So if he has, if he finds that all the girls in his life are manipulative maybe where in his life is he being manipulative <laughs> he's, he's Fix he's, he's, that. I like
0: reflects to one of our mates
2: and then your external <laughs> world effects so yeah. I don't I don't tend to try to dwell on that much with guys yeah. uh, but there definitely are things that I look out for with uh, the women that I see mm. uh, I would say the things that I like is if a girl actually does pay like mm. she goes out of a way to, to like, pay, I yeah. don't know find a way to pay yeah. that's like, oh, like I'll put a ring on that yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> which one do you want <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, that's a big one for me. Um, Touch. I like physical touch. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, Physical touch, vulnerability. Mm. You know, being able to open up about things and talk about herself. So, that, I believe, leads into confidence. Yeah. Mm. Is having confidence in who she is.
0: I really should have said more than two things. No, I look crazy. Shut up. Um,
2: Things I don't like. Um, Yeah, I think you touched on a really great point, which was... Not treating each other as equals. Yeah. What do you... Yeah. Yeah. So, what are some other examples of that? You touched on like... um, It's a misconception of maybe how a woman should be and how a man should Mm -hmm. be. I feel like there's a lot of toxic masculinity and femininity. Yeah, there is. I believe we have Mm -hmm. both feminine and masculine traits Mm -hmm. and I believe sometimes telling men that they need to be a certain Certain way. way... or women a certain way really yeah. limits us as human beings. Hundred percent.
0: Yeah, definitely
2: agree. Um, anything else that really comes to mind? What else do I like? That I like girls that are adventurous, that um, like my shitty humor. <laughs> 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 um, that are just yeah, like like a girl that's just open. I'd say open, mm-hmm. you know, open to try new things, do new things, is open-minded. Yeah, has fun. You know, like we can be in the kitchen and just having the best time ever. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I've been with girls in the kitchen and we've got music on, we're cooking, like I'm pushing her, she's, you know, making a mess and yeah, we're just having yeah, a fun yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? At the, like the most simplest things. I right. went out with a girl the other night and we just went out and looked at the moon. You know, it was a beautiful, calm night and we just sat there. You know, there was That's a lot amazing. of silences, there was a lot of embracing, but you can learn a lot I from just that. being with someone. Being with and someone, the holding presence, them yeah. and just their presence.
1: Love that. Yeah pretty good
0: mate we've yeah. covered we've covered loads we've covered a I'm lot
1: proper happy with that for yeah.
0: sure I'm, mate you've, mate. thanks for coming on like. yeah. thank you
1: for having me I really enjoyed no, it this you guys was, are this awesome a <laughs> so pleasure. <laughs> <absolute laughs> pleasure
0: absolute
2: pleasure
1: um, do you want to plug your yeah. social media handles tell everyone where they can find, find you. you
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, <sighs> any men out there that need any help just give a yeah, yeah Drew just
2: Drew search my name just Drew, Drew Diamond. we'll tag <laughs> you in we <laughs> you in
1: I don't even think there's any other Drew Diamonds out there because I typed your full name when you came up so yeah yeah, just type my yeah, name and have the name and you pop up. Go from
2: there. You see his face.
1: All right, thank you very much, everyone. If you've listened this far, hope you've enjoyed it. Some uh, massive golden nuggets in there that will be. Oh, some juicy sharing. ones. Um, as always, please um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like, follow share, everything, um, do all that good stuff. But yeah, thank you very much, everyone. Peace.